0: hand to swing it, over the top, Hendrick is there, Hendrick back at danger zone, it's there, it's there, it's John O'Shea on his 100th international, who brings on at level in the
1: final minute of additional time, and this is the most magnificent evening
2: the
0: penalty, it. oh, it. it's
2: Ruby Brady with the goal! To you Mrs. Robinson, Jesus. Jeff Hendrick, determined, oh. he's kept it in play, and he's got the cross in, and a chance here, McLean!
0: He's done it again!
3: Hi and you're listening to Action Replay Extra Time Podcast My name is Gavin Quinn I'm joined of course by Luke Redmond Alex Dunn and Ian Brennan And as we look ahead to Ireland's crucial World Cup playoff Against Denmark this Saturday and this Tuesday So lads, we're supposed to get straight into it If we look at team news, we have some injury concerns
2: We do Um, Obviously James McCarthy got cut from the squad Which is a big loss um, to us Because he would have been probably starting Had he been fit Uh, He would have done a job on Ericsson but, I suppose we'll just have to deal with Glen Whelan now, won't we?
3: I'm personally, I, I personally not, not too bothered by Glen Whelan's start.
1: It's it's debatable. Um, the last time he we went into a, a game like this against Bosnia, obviously, Glen Whelan was deployed as a man-marker for and Pjanic and did a reasonably good job across both legs, limited a lot of Bosnia's play. Um there were, I'd have a couple of concerns about whether or not we can have the same effect against Denmark primarily because True Eriksen isn't the only way that they can play unlike um, Bosnia who mostly did play True Pjanic and Denmark mostly do play True Eriksen as well but they can go and play a yeah. very direct game of football if necessary but another thing is what um, Christian Eriksen can provide is a Quick turn of pace and a turn of acceleration. Because remember, he did start out as a winger when he when he was coming up through the ranks at Ajax, and um, before he moved into so was sort of like a number ten and they were sort of like a weird inside forward role at uh, Tottenham. And whether or not Glenn Whelan has the physical capabilities to keep up with Christian Eriksen, unless he wants to stand twenty yards off him, and I wouldn't recommend standing twenty yards off Christian Eriksen <laughs> at all. Then um, yeah, it, it's going to be more of a challenge for Whelan on Saturday. Uh, in Copenhagen than it was both in um, Bosnia and in the Aviva two years ago.
3: Yeah, it's it's one thing to note as well that it's two years on since Bosnia. We we talk about like the Bosnia game being recently, but it's really not. It's two years mm. later. Glen Ween thirty four years old now. Mm. Yeah, so he's I, not
0: the he's not the player he was um, back then. And we say he did a job on Mirland Pjanic, but I think Christian Eriksen is a better player than Pjanic was then and is now. Uh, and I think he's going to struggle to mark Ericsson out of the game and Alex uh, alluded to an article he was reading before we came on about Ericsson how he wants to be man marked
1: yeah it was um just a quick bit of quotes from Ericsson this morning saying that um he's used to the focus and essentially that he wants the focus to be on him during the game because he believes that it essentially provides a distraction method for Denmark
3: for to
1: um, to play their style of football, which is quite physical. They're a very, very big team. They're a very strong team. And um, they play the ball very directly, um, which a lot of people sort of wouldn't necessarily think when you've got the focus on the one genuinely world-class player on the pitch without James Coleman because he's injured. Um, that being Eriksen, you presume that all the play generally would go through him. But... Denmark are actually quite a Direct football inside They've got three Big Physical Battling centre forwards In Bentner, Cornelius And Jorgensen Jorgensen the best of the three But whether or not He's available to start Is is another question It's looking unlikely Um, Mm. He was named In the 23 man squad But um, he has a wrist injury Was it? He fractured
3: his wrist wrist, Was it for Feyenoord Or against Feyenoord. Feyenoord? Feyenoord Yeah Over the weekend
1: um, so but whether or not it's Benner or Cornelius they play they play the same brand of football those two um, now I think that at least in Shane Duffy we can be comfortable that we can take the centre forward out of the game Yeah. but I think the real threat in terms of their physicality doesn't come from the centre forwards it comes from their wide players Peony Sisto and uh, Yusuf Poulsen, um who will be rampaging for lack of better phrasing from the word go
3: And do you reckon they'll give James McLean and Robbie Brady some serious problems?
1: I reckon that if I were um, Aga Harida, I'd be saying... uh, Apologies if I'm butchering that pronunciation, but um, I'd be saying to Yusuf Poulsen, getting in his ear now, royal James McLean up. Because Robbie Brady, like credit to him, he worked extremely, extremely hard, and the defensive side of his game is quite competent, as it is with McLean as well. But what... Brady can McLean's bigger of the two, but what Brady can offer that he can't is just that sense of like in being in control in the tackle. Whereas we've seen McLean, you know, he can lose the head completely at times. He can absolutely wipe people out, which is entertaining for us to watch. <laughs> he did it twice <laughs> against
2: Wales. He did it once to um. It's entertaining for us to watch whenever it goes well.
1: <laughs> like when he killed your man against Austria, the, uh, yeah. the Austrian right back. <laughs> yeah. His name escapes me, but um
3: He was shook for the whole game. He was <laughs> shook he
1: was, yeah. But um yeah, uh if I were him and Paul Poulson, that's not Mince here, he's a big lad, he's six foot three, he's deceptively quick. Yeah. I mean he, he he's essentially the backup striker for um Red Bull Leipzig, but they wouldn't be playing him on the wing if he wasn't if they didn't think he'd be able to do a job there. Yeah. So he and also Stephen Ward is are going to have their hands full with him. Sisto on the right is the more probably the more skillful of the two, but he he reminds me a lot of um, Yannick Bellassi actually. That he's he's got mm. he's got he's an incredibly skillful player, but he's deceptively strong
2: mm.
1: for I mean, I mean Bellassi's a big lad and we obviously know he's quick, but Jesus of yeah. he can shrug off any defender, most defenders in the Premier League when once he gets momentum up. Sisto um playing for Celta Vigo, very similar and um, I think down the left was where Denmark will find the same joy because I don't think Cyrus Christie is as competent a defender as Stephen Ward he's not as big as Stephen Ward he's not as strong as Stephen Ward I don't know how he's going to cope with Sisto and I think Ward can cope with Poulsen yeah. but then it's a question of do they roll up McLean do they get him booked is he gone for the second leg
0: Yeah.
3: There's, mm-hmm. a
1: lot of, there's a lot of issues coming from those wide positions he's
0: not the only one on the yellow card either we've got a number of yeah. issues with that uh, with discipline
1: Harold back five our old old back hard. five yeah we'll <laughs> um,
0: have a
3: totally different defence in the second leg
1: we're playing 3-3-3-1 three, 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 the second three, leg three, three, <laughs> three, one. don't forget John O'Shea Paul McShane Matt Doherty as a sweeper
3: I, I thought it was Paul McShane Paul McShane and I think Paul McShane as well
1: no we're playing Matt Doherty left back and we're also playing Matt Doherty right back <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: playing Gary Breen and John O'Shea in the middle <laughs>
1: but, uh, one, Mark Kinsler, and Matty Holland in the midfield
2: Matty well, with the uh,
0: amount of yellow cards at the moment, that uh, might all sound very funny and a good old joke. But let's hope it doesn't actually become
1: a, a near reality. <laughs> An issue, Yeah, yeah. If you we were
0: to name the players, sorry,
3: just uh, you got Darren Randolph crucial. You don't want to see Rob Elliott in the second leg, do we? Mm,
2: he's a, he's a decent keeper, but I think Randolph
3: is established in the side now. Yeah, yeah Rand- Rand- Randolph. 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 Part of the furniture. Since yeah. he kicked one of the best, best assists I've ever seen in my life.
1: There is a point <laughs> to be made about. Um, Elliot because he is one that's he's the, he's a one of our four keepers at the moment in the squads. Yeah. He's the only one that's playing Premier League football, and while I can sympathise with that, it's never wise to switch goalkeepers mid campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So, I hope as much as I think that Elliot might be above Randolph at this point, at least in the standard football he's played week in week out. I'd hope that we're not forced into that change.
2: Also, it's worth it's worth pointing out that Randolph had an absolute stormer at the weekend From Middlesbrough. He did, yeah. Uh, and he,
3: give him his English column Yeah. <laughs> 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 he
0: he rarely he rarely has a, a bad game for Ireland. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad game from Ar- for Ireland since he came on for Shea Given in that Germany game. Yeah, um, I think yeah. the goals the yeah. goals
2: he's conceded. I, I haven't seen him make one error. Like the goals he conceded against, say, like Austria, it was you know there's nothing he could have done about that. It was just a quality yeah. finish from Kolarov. Mm. We probably have him to thank
0: for actually being here because he made that. Uh, unbelievable save against Hal Robson-Canu Hal in, um, in the Wales, Wales game, game yeah. so I mean yeah. he's he's he d- he's earned his place in that Ireland team so to take him out at this stage I think was it's just a ridiculous notion I, s- I suppose but with I him d- being
3: so comfortable in goal it kind of gave a bit of confidence to Clark and Duffy as they established themselves this campaign because I think they yeah. really have established themselves yeah they've, they've come on leaps as and bounds
0: particularly yeah. Duffy I think yeah,
3: yeah. sure yeah. when we qualified against Bosnia I think Duffy had only got one cap before and that was like friendly mm. Mm. but now he's got he's only got like Less than twenty caps by now, but is he like he's come out during the week saying that like he feels much more part of the team? You know the what I mean. Thing like, is that he before he had like that anything.
1: freak injury when he was seventeen I and mean, it cost yep. him his life? He was incredibly highly rated when he was at Everton, he and was. I know initially mm. like people were saying oh, he's going to fall down the leagues, so everything. He ended up at Yeovil, but um, you know that it was circumstances outside his control that ended up having seen him released from Everton because he wasn't playing the football because of his injury. So. First of all, I think it's quite inspiring to see him back in the Premier League for Brighton. He spoke quite candidly um to BBC there during the week about the injury, um yeah. and he has really, really like you're seeing him realise his potential now. That was always there, um as a big, dominating centre half that you can build a back four around. But I suppose it's not the question of we know our back four is settled. Our question at the moment is: If we lose one of them, and the onus comes down to McShane, O'Shea, or Matt Doherty jump in, what happens then?
3: Not a, like none of them have actually. I don't. I can't remember the last time I even seen John McShane in an Ireland jersey. Um, it probably
2: was. A r- no, it probably was against Bosnia. He's.
3: Yeah, Shari, he might have been,
2: I think he might have played in
0: a friendly since then. But I mean, yeah. other than that, his competitive uh, matches have been very limited since yeah. then. Did he play
1: against mm. Uruguay?
0: I think he might have. Yeah. Mm. Again, though, that's a friendly. It's a you know, it's, it's, a, it's a completely different situation. Um. So if somebody like him or the, or even worse, Paul McShane, because when was the last time? He was in a pressure situation in Ireland jersey. It must hey, have been we, the...
1: We, we played Slovakia. The Slovakia-friendly Paul McShane started. You and I were there before the Euro 2016. So before Euro
3: 2016, yeah, yeah Palm I Palm do Shane. remember. It was
1: a world... Yeah, yeah. Was Has he actually
0: played a, a competitive game since Euro 2012 qualifying?
1: Sure. I'm I, sure I'm, he's popped up. No, he
3: was, he was definitely playing in the 2014 World Cup qualifying.
1: The thing is, I, like, I don't want to... I know it. it's kind of a meme to kind of take the, the mickey out of Paul McShane, but, like, <laughs> you know... Um, <laughs> He can he, 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 i still
0: he, he can defend like uh, it was he,
1: a, it was part of a very very solid reading back for last year and nearly took them to the Premier league at the end of the day I know it hasn't necessarily gone right for them this season and they're kind of back to i I, I like last season I personally think was a bit of a like against the norm for reading I think the lower reaches of the championship that, with the squad they have at the moment it's kind of where they belong and they're back down there now um not to disrespect the job the app because he did exceptional work last year. But, like, McShane proved that points last year that he can. There's a reason that he was signed for three or four Premier League clubs. There's a reason he played for Hull in the Premier League. There's a reason he favoured someone in the Premier League. Because, on his day, he can be. A, a, he's not a world beater, but he can certainly be a competent centre half. And, mm. I, like, he's not better than Duffy and Clark.
0: No. And I not. wish
1: we had Richard Kell in the squad.
0: Yeah, he's a good backup.
1: But, or like. Possibly
0: even a starter.
1: I wouldn't be, you know, bricking it if we had to throw Paul McShane in. I don't want to have to do that, but you know, at the same time, all you have to do to Bettner or Cornelius or whichever one of the two are gonna start up top, just agitate Clark and Duffy as much as you can and hope that they can get themselves booked, you know? Like we're missing any one of them. If we're missing any one of them, it's a massive loss for us. And well, then moving forward then with the, cause we've got Harry Arthur on the yellow cards. Yeah, for that Guess crazy, crazy
0: cards. moment of you
3: know, <laughs> yeah, whatever he was doing, though. I like
0: to call it.
1: Oh, it was ridiculous. And you,
0: we were talk uh, we, we we were mentioning as well, um, for about the fullback problems we have, and that if 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 uh, War, if gets Ward gets injured or picks up a yellow card, not only does our defence suffer but our midfield suffers too because it's likely that Robbie Brady has to drop back there
1: see that's what I've always found quite curious about Martin in squad selection I haven't seen him select a backup left back in about three years he's just I think Matt, Matt Doherty is he, probably like? the
2: closest to that
1: yeah but the, like, the reason Matt Doherty's in the squad <laughs> likely is because
2: James well, it's probably because Keogh got injured
1: it's probably because Keogh mm. got injured it's the only reason like we probably would have gone with two fullbacks full stop mm. yeah like it's baffled me for so long that I'm, like, I'm, I'm not saying that Greg Cunningham or Derek Williams or Kevin O'Connor would walk straight into the Ireland team if they were in the squad but at the very, very heart of the issue you need to have players that are there that can fill the positions if something should go wrong I really, really hope something doesn't go wrong for Stephen Moore because he's been one of the better players in the Ireland jersey since Euro 2016 mm. and during Euro 2016 as well my opinion of Ward was that he was an average at best Premier League fullback who was making a living on the Ireland team because we were so limited at that position, hmm. and that I would have started Robbie Brady over him and brought in another midfielder. I think a lot, of, com- a lot of
2: people still have that opinion that Brady is a better left back than him.
1: But Ward has completely turned himself around, I think, since Euro 2016, where he had arguably he was our best player there, if not him, if not Jeff Hendrick, it was him. Like, hmm. So, you know, Ward has done exceptional work over the past couple of seasons developing into a really solid, trusted member of that Burnley back four um, and I think like we were saying it, it's similar to Ashley Cole where he needed that kind of bit of time to establish himself in the position because he's moving backwards down the field, Ward moved backwards down the field when he when he started out with Wolves he came in from Bowes as a, yeah, as a striker and it just took him that little bit of time and then when he comes back up to the Premier League now with Burnley it's just going to take him that little bit of time again but like now, like he's so vital to Ireland at the moment. Like I think he's arguably across the back four. He's probably our. I don't want to say our best defender because Shane Duffy's now challenging him for that spot. Yeah. But he certainly would have been if you had to ask me this time last year. He's probably
3: example. our most important defender, really. If yeah. Think about it, like if if even if any one of them were to pick up a yellow card, even if even we joke about Cyrus Christie, but we you knew yeah, Cyrus yeah, we, Christie to a second yellow. That's we we have Paul to play. Been right back then uh,
1: or Paul McShane. Well, uh, he
2: it,
0: had to already. It, uh,
1: like. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I nearly feel more confident in having to drop Robbie Brady back than having to put Matt Doherty in a right back. I mean, because what? of his inexperience. It's
1: You say inexperience, but
0: I mean... At, at international level. Yeah, international yeah, football sp- is very different to club football.
3: You can yeah. say like, oh, he's great in the Premier League and you know, all, but like some of these Ireland players are great in the Premier League and can't produce it for Ireland.
1: It's it's about getting that balance right, isn't it? Because I mean, like I said earlier on, you don't want to throw someone that isn't a trusted member of the panel in in, in such an important game. Matt Doherty, for the fantastic side that Wolves have had two points clear of the Championship C-O-Y-W. Um, we. Uh, <laughs> I am a Wolves fan um, and I'm not going to bias towards Matt Doherty because our left back Barry Douglas is better than Matt Doherty as a right back but Matt Doherty is at a fantastic start to the season now does that mean that the foreign players immediately go into the sides you see it's there's two sides to the debate because on one hand you look at us in Euro 2012 and the moment we were knocked out our last mm-hmm. game against Italy I want to say yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Moment, scored an unbelievable overhead kick bro. the
1: moment we were knocked out immediately jumps back to the RTE panel and they're criticising Tony where was James McCarthy? where was James Colm where was Ben Le- centre? and admittedly like they got that right in terms of all these players are now trusted members of the squad but do you want to bring them in when they're not two years ago and you know yeah. it, it upsets that kind of balance it
3: upsets the balance you have with Paul Green going to the Euros with no club <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't make. I don't like this point.
2: <laughs> no, like, no, like, I, 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 can get where you're coming from because it's, you know, it's exactly the same. Well, we have an answer already um, to that question With Martin O'Neill drop um, cutting McGoldrick from the squad, mm. but um,
1: which I isn't. I don't think McGoldrick is any worse. In fact, I think he'd be a better option. Injuries aside,
2: than Scott Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> everything's right, a better I'm option right, like, than I'm Scott Hogan not, I'm
1: not going to rag on Scott Hogan again again <laughs> for like the fourth time in Action Replay but um, you know u- ultimately I think um, n- the thing with McGoldrick is, is that injuries had, as much he had an electric start to the season and he was comfortably at Ireland's top scorer across the top four in the mm. but injuries slowed the campaign down he's only making his way back for Ipswich now I can see the thinking I don't necessarily agree with it to quote a classic Gavin Quinn phrase mm. but
3: classic.
1: I believe that that's the correct decision when Hogan and O'Brien are playing week in week out not necessarily scoring goals if you're Scott Hogan but uh, <laughs> when they're playing week in and week out and they're you know they haven't missed time this season for whatever reason which McGoldrick has he missed a month and that that's yeah. you know it I don't agree with it, but it makes sense, you know.
0: We've talked a lot about defence, but what about attack? Who's gonna start up there? Murphy or Long?
2: It's probably the it's probably the biggest debate in Martin O'Neill's head at the moment. Yeah. I think the for the for the away game, you know, the team picks itself, you know, you've got Wheel and Arthur Hendrick and then Brady and McLean. I think okay, he's he knowing knowing Martin O'Neill he'll start Shane Long, but I think the better option would be to start Murphy.
0: I, I would start Murphy because I think he's shown now you know that he can score goals he's done at the club level he's doing at international level now um shane long as good as a player i think he is and i I i've always praised shane long as saying he he works his socks off and he you know he runs and he runs and he runs but murphy at the end of the day if if a ball comes into the box and there's a free header who do i want there do i want murphy or do i want long and you know that question answers itself yeah
1: the scoring go record, obviously, the big tag against him. Um, you see, the the issue for Ireland is that if we're going to set up the more defensively, who do we believe then is the better out ball for yeah. out Long and Murphy? Yeah. Because like, there's if there's one thing that Shane Long can do exceptionally well, it's he can position himself for a header and just sort of. Hang sort of oddly in the air for. About four <laughs> I think seconds. there's definitely
0: a case that if Long is starting, that maybe he should he should seriously consider out of because he's a great player who can play off of Long. He's a good option for that. Um,
2: yeah, this this kind of brings me to a point that I was that I was um that I was thinking of that. Just going back to Eriksson, I know he wants attention to be brought onto him, but if you if you kind of let um if you play Arthur and Hendrik leave wheeling out. Play Archer and Hendrick much deeper, and like they kind of um, not necessarily take turns or whatever, but you know they kind of both kind of loosely stick on him. And then if you have Douda playing in behind Long, that might be a slightly slightly better so formation. Sort of a
0: more four two three one.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, more.
0: And Brady. Yeah, more
2: for four two three one. But it's, I feel like that would be even that would be slightly more attacking for well, Martin O'Neill.
1: The issue there is that.
0: You leave Personally, you leave Paulson and Sisto very uh, free on the wings. Then. Yeah, that's one th- well yeah.
1: you, could pull you could pull McLean and Brady you by essentially playing yeah. four four one one. Essentially. Yeah, because with the work rate that Brady and McLean get through, in fairness to them, it essentially will look like a four four one one. Hmm. Um but the thing with, with setting up like that, it's a, just the one thing that's annoying me about that is I'd need to delegate a specific defensive role to one of Hendrick or Arthur and I'd pick Hendrick personally yeah. to stick with um Christian Eriksen because there's something about Yeah, you if yeah. you if you're marking the space and Eriksen's playing between the lines of the two spaces and there's just those three or four seconds where the two are like, oh no, which one of us is picking him up and they're both very common yeah, yeah. midfielders, they're both very good Premier League players, they've both marked Christian Eriksen in the Premier well, I know Arthur has, I don't know about Hendrick but um, mm. they've both done a defensive job at least in the Premier League I know Harry Arthur marked Christian Eriksen when Bournemouth played Tottenham last year but it's just those crucial seconds that like we said Eriksen's the only world class player on that pitch without James Coleman there and he can do damage just, just that moment
2: yeah you could even have it that say Hendrik will stick on Eriksen and then Arthur will kind of like sweep <coughs> sweep it up kind of like just like kind of play in proximity to Eriksen so that if if Eriksen happens to get away from Hendrik for even a split second, Arter will be there to clean it up.
1: Yeah, that's. I think that would be probably the best way. Although we do then, the key for us then would be we'd have to liberate Harry Arthur a little bit on the counter because yeah, yeah. It, it's effective if, if Arthur can then take the ball and drive yeah. or try and play through O'Dowda. But the one thing it would do is it would pull O'Dowda quite deep to into space because we're pulling ourselves further and further back down the pitch. I mean, we are trying to play a defensive type of football and we probably will look to strike on the counter and I guess in that sense maybe Long is the better striker if we're going to play that way hmm. uh, because of his, his work in the channels, his running, his you know he vacates space in the middle that Murphy would fill but he, how many crosses are we going to be putting in when we got to play up to Long and we got to wait those couple of seconds for everyone to get up now hmm. in saying that I don't think Murphy's a bad hold up there so you know the only thing that Murphy's lacking is is the pace that Long has but in saying that, if you've got somebody around them, like a of O'Dowder, like you said, mm. maybe having that man in the middle is actually better. Because at least if O'Dowder does the running off into the channels, does, does the long work, essentially. Mm. We could have a sort of like a link up where we can have O'Dowder drifting into the, the spaces up near the corners. Yeah and getting crossed in, or maybe we bolt back to McLean or Brady, and they get the cross in, and then we have someone there. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to O'Dowd and making a late run, and he's not going to be the, the challenge in the air. He's not going to have the challenge in the air that Murphy would bring.
2: Yeah, it's 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 an interesting debate, and I guess we'll see on Saturday what happens.
1: Mm.
3: Do you reckon that could be something that that we would do if we went to go down? Like, in a hypothetical situation, what do Ireland do if we do go goal down? No, I know I know we're going th- I to set up for a draw got to go
0: got to go instantly more i i think i think an away goal is, is is crucial because i cannot see us keeping or well i think an away goal is important because it if if they if we don't score an away goal and they come and they hit an early one in the Aviva that's probably game over so yeah. Yeah. if we do go a goal down in denmark i mean they're at home so we don't have to worry about conceding let's say two another an away goal when they're playing at home obviously so yeah. Maybe throw caution to the wind in the last twenty minutes and play two I strikers. Think that's dangerous so
3: you I mean. do that you, t- you you may as well just ship off Glenn Whelan and bring on no or Hulahan or whoever, depending mm-hmm. on who's up front as well mm. we're, we're yeah. married, like if you go one 0 down you may as well chase the game like
2: yeah if you yeah if you're going one 0 down you may as well chase the game, but I'd say only if we're one 0 down like we're not gonna i I can't see us doing it if even if we do happen to get the upper hand on the game and start controlling the game by some miracle I'd say by some miracle (laughs) it's it's (laughs) like I can't see it happening and I'd say even at that Martin O'Neill isn't going to be like here let's take advantage of this like like, upper hand that we have and start to play more football I think it's going to be it's going to be it's gonna be slightly like Georgia, where basically if we get the ball with our defenders, it's just gonna be hoofed up to long and see what happens, or Murphy or whoever's there, and so, yeah, it might work one in ten times, and then we might get a corner or something from that, but it does. It's not a. It's not a. It's not as consistent a producer of goals, scoring opportunities than playing football would be. Just a,
1: just a wonderful um, pessimism. Whatever people talk about, Ireland. It's weird because like it's. Hopeful pessimism, but yeah. it's still <laughs> pessimism. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, like Eamon Dumphy like,
0: before the game when he's like, "Like, see, us, you know, blah blah,", blah. and then might. afterwards he's just no matter what happens he's despondent. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We could have
1: won four uh, 0 and he's still. You know, we might be able to play a little bit of football. Where, we, was <laughs> where was Wes? <laughs> where was? We only played play football that. with Hula Han in the team. Where, where's Wes? No, in in fairness, we've only scored 12 goals in this qualifying campaign and seven of them came against Georgia and Moldova combined. So that's five goals across six games against our genuine um, group competitors, which is 0.8 goals a game or whatever, which is a stunningly below average record for a side that's managed to make the playoffs. I think that it's an achievement in itself for making the playoffs because, yeah, we qualified for Euro 2016, but we did so in an expanded tournament when we finished third in a group that Mm. we wouldn't have done if that was Euro 2012 and I think that qualifying for that has skewed our ambitions a little bit I think we've done excellent work to get to this position now yeah Yeah, it's an incredible
0: achievement Mm. to finish second in a group that had Serbia Wales ourselves and Austria because that's a a group of four very evenly matched teams Mm. so we've done well to finish second considering we couldn't even manage that against a tough uh, group last time we, we had to take third. There's just something about Ireland where we just can't qualify automatically, you know. Yeah, we'll always finish way. in the playoff yeah. spot.
2: Yeah, I think honestly, like, okay, so we're saying like before, like, um September last year, whatever, before the first game, I'm thinking, right, this is going to be a tough campaign against, you know, three different teams who are similar level to us, if not better than us.
1: I'd say Wales, at least on paper, and Serbia, at least on paper beforehand. Obviously. I don't know. It's I think I, you
0: take our take bail out of the Wales team and well evidently they, they, they're attack- like, you saw f- for 40 minutes against us balls in the box balls in the box ball- they've got no I'm
1: imagination Ashley William, Ashley the, the thing is that, though, is that that though, what I'm saying is at least when we're looking at it on paper the Saturday campaign like what was saying yeah. in September of last year or two years ago I'm sorry Um it was
2: last year
1: no it was last year yeah, I'm sorry yeah, year. <laughs> we would have looked at that and thought at least Wales could name a Premier League quality player in every position other mm-hmm. than James Chester when he's got relegated with Villa but he probably could still play as a Premier League centre half Yeah, even without Bale in the side. do you know what I mean you, you can
0: say that but again it like goes back to Gavin's point the international football is a different animal and the way Wales yeah. Yeah. played during that campaign didn't inspire me with confidence uh, when Gareth Bale wasn't playing yeah, and that's
2: yeah. But I'd say, hasn't actually had a very good. I'd season. say after after the first four games, when we had, we had we had ten points after the first four games, you know, incredible start to the campaign, and we were all thinking, you know, we could act. This could actually be our campaign, and we could take this by the scruff of the neck and finish top. And up until the last game, we had a chance of finishing top, and we nearly did with Georgia, um, nearly doing us a favor against Serbia. But I think. Yeah, it's just something about Ireland that we always manage to just get into the playoffs spot.
3: Yeah, like, we had 10 points after four games. And I'd be talking to people in Ireland and be like, oh yeah, I'm already looking for caravans to go to Russia. (laughs) You know? It's only four games into the qualifying campaign. And they managed to throw it away.
1: We did automatically qualify for USA 94, but there was no playoffs. Yeah, we still there finished, we, go. we still finished second today. Oh, there's no I was, playoffs. I, never finished, oh. like, I was just yeah, rapidly Hopefully. scrolling through my phone. I'm like, I know there was one time we didn't go through the playoffs. I'm like, all right, there was, but there was no playoffs, and we still came second behind Spain. Yeah. But we beat out Denmark, which is a good omen. And North, good. And, and in uh, US, terms no
2: US, USA USA ninety four, they that was the Denmark team that just won Euro ninety two.
1: Yeah, and we beat them. Did we well, beat hold them. on. Did we beat them? We beat them. We were. It was nil all in Copenhagen, and it was one all in Lansdowne. So no, we didn't. But. Yeah, but
2: that. Yeah, but that's that's a Denmark team that had both Loudrops and Michael yeah. in it. So it's that. That was a very decent Denmark team. At the
1: time. We actually went through on gold scored.
2: But then again, that Ireland team would have been <laughs> ironically. <little> than <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the best. The irony the of the, uh, another omen
0: for you
1: we got through on goal scored yeah we had the same points same goal difference we scored 19 goals they only scored 15 so I suppose if you're listening Peter Schmeichel it's going to be one all after
0: both legs and we're going to go through on goal scored which will be penalties <laughs> <laughs> well, uh,
1: yeah one can hope
0: uh, oh yeah I suppose one thing to
3: note as well is that in recent history at least Ireland have an unbelievable rec- well not unbelievable but very good record in playoffs Yep. You know, yeah, like Estonia, Bosnia. Estonia, Bosnia
0: swept Estonia aside and did a did a good number on Bosnia. Really, mm. uh, yeah, so it, it, yeah.
2: It always kind of comes back that you know when whenever Ireland need a result, they always seem to find a way to get it, or most of the time they they seem to find a way to get it in the qualifiers. Anyway, in the actual tournament, it's a different story. Um, sometimes, well, think back to your twenty twelve was a different story. In twenty sixteen, it was it was good like that. Again, though, no,
0: this is this is the similar point. We finished third in that group. Um, yeah. and we we bet an Italian team that was, was half the was Italian half, team not English even team. half I wouldn't say mm. um, yeah. so we've gotta we got to be realistic if we do qualify uh, I know Gavin was saying about you know are, 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 how, how good are we really it,
3: it is really a question you think about you're all you you're like you're, we're all like game for going to the World Cup but if we do qualify and you actually just sit there and look for a minute and be like are we going to embarrass ourselves if we do get That's, into it we're if we looking get a tough at, group
1: hmm. apologies Gap we're looking at moments and we're looking at James McLean against Wales we're looking at Robbie uh, Brady against um, Italy we're looking at um, Brady against Bosnia the last time before mm-hmm. we beat them again you can almost I say like? Wes's
3: goal against Sweden really settled us in that Euros as well yeah it did yeah
1: you're looking at these moments and you can go back throughout like the history of Martin O'Neill's time in charge and indeed back to Trapattoni's as well to an extent and there's moments there's always moments for Ireland but there's no concrete structure of we are going to go forward we are going to do this and it is going to result in us getting a half chance at least so are you
3: trying to say that Martin O'Neill is a lucky
1: manager yes (laughs) 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 it's like we've done this twice Um, no the thing with it is that I don't want to have to be relying on an element of hope and well hopeful pessimism as I said before and luck going into such a crucial game and ultimately that's what we are relying on we are the lesser of the two sides here and i think that going back to what you said we have to be realistic that if we can do a job against denmark it'll be a lucky job and if we do any job in the world cup it'll be a lucky job and um, because ireland for as talented a group of players as we do have now mm. and particularly it's the mo- in the midfield we've got a go very, midfield, very yeah. strong midfield the style of football that Martin O'Neill plays has never inspired me with confidence. At, with Ireland going forward, the, the thing is is that like people will say about Martin O'Neill, like his critics will come out and say, oh well he's, you know all he ever did was beat Rangers or whatever. But like he has got a proven track record of success with Leicester, won the League Cup, got to the League Cup final all the time. Celtic obviously fantastic team, got them to the League Cup final stuff like that. Didn't do too badly with like Villa. A million, yeah, almost, almost got filled into the Champions League. Almost got filled. In, saved Sunderland, which is <laughs> that,
0: that's <laughs> the biggest miracle.
3: That's, yeah. that's, a, that's
1: a miracle feat in itself. I'm still yeah, very concerned um, that
3: big big match Sean is still there, so we need to get him out there soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just I don't want to say that Martin of has been relying on luck in every single one of those jobs.
3: Yeah,
1: and you could argue that at least with the quality of players he's had to deal with, other than that fantastic Celtic side of the early two thousands. He's probably got a similar level of player to work with now. They so can I, they can yeah, play football. To... I mean,
0: I think it's a disgrace that in a way we're playing football that like Sean Dyke would would probably call dirty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, he and uh, Sam Allardyce. Like. <laughs> uh, Sam Allardyce would probably look at that go, oh, "That's not very pretty, is it?" Um, <laughs> uh, like they are, they are players that, like you said, play in the Premier League and know how to play good football. And I think it was Harry Arter was specifically mentioned. Um,
1: Every single yeah, time on RTE, yeah. Harry Ard, yeah. specifically.
0: Yeah, like he, he plays for a Bournemouth team which plays really attractive football. Mm. Right, they're not playing very well at the moment, but last season he had a great season.
1: And the season before yeah. that as well. And, and yeah. the season before that. And needed. at least yeah. the thing with Eddie Howe is that he stuck to his principles and he firmly believes that this is the way forward for this club and we are going to carry this club with these players. Harry Ard has been a crucial member of that side since they were in the lower reaches. Like he was brought up from like the sixth tier or something to mm. Bournemouth. So he's been, you know. This one of the center points, along with your your Simon Francis and your Steve Cooks, um, of their revolution, for lack of better phrasing, um, and Martin O'Neill is one of those managers that he's been adaptable throughout his, his, his time as a manager. Like we saw at least with the the Celtic side that he did have. I remember when they played Porto in the champ in the UEFA Cup final. I should say, or I was watching it as a young child in New York or actually away on holidays at the time so I remember I was in a bar full of like Rangers fans in a Celtic jersey which wasn't <laughs> but um, how did you survive that <laughs> I
0: think they took pity on and I lived to tell the tale <laughs> they took
1: pity on six year old me and my dad was outside so I, <laughs> I was just there playing pool and cheering on Henrik Larson. that's all I knew Um, but yeah like you, you look at the side that they had at that time they, were, they set up like 3-5-2 and played some very attractive possession football does and they had an electric pace on that side as well is there and an argument
0: to be made then that Martin O'Neill doesn't trust his players that's, Ooh, that's a bold statement that is a bold statement that is
1: and one that could very possibly be true like I'm saying Celtic was probably his best team because
0: yours mentioned about that like they had players like Freddie Lundberg uh, Larson uh, L- Chris Lennon, Sutton John Hartson etc etc quality, quality, quality players Petrov. that everybody accepted was quality but nobody, you know, sits there and goes, Oh yeah, Harry Arthur and Jeff Hendrick, they're quality ballers. You know what I mean? It's n- it's like in Martin O'Neill's head, he doesn't think that they're capable of playing underground football, which is just I a non- he, I think, nonsense. I think I
2: I think it may <coughs> be slightly Okay, yeah, Martin O'Neill he played attractive football with Celtic, but were any anywhere else, you know, he was kind of you know long ball merchant or whatever, but you wouldn't know enough about yeah, I, feel, in to, I feel like fairness to say that, but Yeah, I feel like it may be a little bit, you know, we've fallen into the kind of trap, you know. Oh, they're Irish, they, you know. They're not great technicians. It's kind of a small nation, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that mentality.
0: It's like, like, I, it's we like we can see week in week out. Jeff Hendrick, Robbie Brady, Stephen Ward playing really good football with Sean Dyke, really hearty, strong. You know, they don't just hoof the ball forward. Is it a little bit direct? Is it a little bit, you know, you know? It's it's kind of like how Sean Dyke sounds, isn't it? That's kind of how Burnley <laughs> plays. <laughs> A little bit brash, a little bit... Mm, they're really, your face. But it's, really, it, but yeah. it's
1: good. And it's, it's, they play a better brand of football than Martin O'Neill's Ireland. Um, the thing is, the thing importantly is, is that they're confident. And they mm. can inspire... Sean Dyche can inspire confidence in his players. And they can go out, they do their jobs, they're functional. I think that's yeah, they're, what you're they're trying they're, to get at.
0: They play football. Ireland don't play football. Yeah. Yeah. Is
1: confidence being inspired in that lineup then? Because he, even the way that O'Neill has conducted himself in m- the majority of interviews and press conferences he's done, I've been to a couple. He's the exact same way as he is on RTE. It is very dismissive. It's very one-line. It's very get up, get out. Very rehearsed, almost. Yeah. yeah. And very much like he just doesn't want to be there. Is he the same in front of those players? And is it other members of the coaching staff I think- that are getting them G'd up for these games? Yeah, well, they, I, just, I think...
0: Roy Keane, Roy Keane was yeah. was, was saying, yeah, uh, was, was singing his praises though, which, you know. Yeah, Roy Keane was, was in a great mood to the press on,
3: Wednesday <laughs> at the pre- or sorry, on Tuesday at the press conference. Mm. It was really strange and he was like, one thing, one thing. Roy Keane in a great mood. You not
1: Roy Keane talking about Ireland in a good mood. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like it was, it was weird as well because sometimes I find that Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane just really should not work as a pair. Because like you see It's kind of good cop Bad cop kind of Yeah it, it's It's kind of like that And that's
2: probably why It does work ironically But um, I think no I'm trying to think back um, Back to when O'Neill was Back to when O'Neill and Keane Were first put together as A partnership mm. I think Everybody uh,
3: instantly said No not going to work Even though Yeah it's no I think, I
2: think I um, RT or whoever it was Was asking him <clears some> questions <laughs> Like oh Are you Like is Is Roy Is, is Keane going to be Like the fear factor Like they said this to Keane And I think Keane Keane said Oh I don't think you know Martin well enough then so Keane obviously whether that was just like a bit of mind games with the journalist or whatever mm. Keane has gone on record as saying that you know Martin O'Neill he is a tough cookie he can be he can be fierce with his players and like in um, not intimidate them but like gee them up so I'd say it is O'Neill and he just he just hates the media I think that's that's majorly yeah, what it is
3: Tony O'Donoghue mm. off sometimes as well oh, <laughs> as much time. as it
1: because I know the quote that you're alluding to he said that he was um, as good a big game manager as Clough and Ferguson Yeah, and no. Again, you know, Martin O'Neill, as much as the majority of the Irish people want to criticise him and are quick to do so, the record is there that, n- n- not on the same bright lights and biggest stage as, as Tuff and Ferguson did with their respective careers, but he has proven that he can drag um, a side, or indeed inspire aside side, we'll say, will be a little bit more positive, to um to good results and to trophies and to survival if you're Sunderland and to all sorts yeah. of other things, um, I I think that it's the public perception of him is driven obviously by his media appearances and I just maybe it's just the case that he's just not helping himself then
0: yeah yeah it's probably dead. I don't think he does help himself at
1: all
3: uh, because
0: t- t- Tony O'Donoghue never gives him a bad time he has pretty. Straightforward questions, and O'Neill always seems offended by the questions. Yeah, no matter I think what he asks it's,
3: it's only when he's
0: really cagey after even a draw, like after uh, the Georgia game and the and the like, yeah. games. He, he really would have known though; he would have known how badly we played, and that's what really frustrates me yeah. is that he knows more than anybody else like, how poorly we yeah. played. Yeah,
2: like this, like th- this is a thing, right? So, if just say say that say take take the Georgia game for example, It's a perfect example, we're one nil up after five minutes or whatever, and then we just start. We, we think we're playing rugby and start kicking to touch like it's <laughs> so was Christy going for
0: touch for the penalties <laughs> <laughs>
1: aim for the corner place. we'll go for it yeah
2: it like, it'll be five John O'Shea taking so, penalties so so like my my view on it is right so if O'Neal so it's either that O'Neal wanted that to happen and wanted us to just kick the ball and give George a possession whenever we had the chance yeah or the players aren't listening to O'Neill, and I'm not sure which one is worse.
1: Well, it's incredibly True. disrespectful to Georgia if it was the first option, because Georgia came to the Aviva and played some outstanding football. Yeah. Better football than us in the night and did so again in um, Tbilisi, and if that was the case, that's an incredibly disrespectful opinion of O'Neill, who was a supposed fantastic big game manager, to have yeah. in a must... It wasn't a must-win game at the time, but looking back in context, if we'd have beaten them the group would look very, very different. Well, yeah. we, we would have gone very into, very into very
0: the Serbia different. game with a whole different mentality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Had we beaten Georgia and drawn with Serbia, we would have qualified. We yeah. would have
1: qualified, automatically
3: we would mm. have won the group, Yep. We didn't even have to, we probably wouldn't have to worry about that Wales game. No, we, really no, nice. we, we,
1: so we, f- we,
0: well, we, mm, we, we may we have, we probably would may have, have needed a draw, but saved. that would have been enough, I'd say. We, yeah, we, yeah we, we may have even saved some, we may have even
2: saved some people in like wrestling, because if we would all, if we had, if we didn't have to worry about the Wales game, if we had already qualified, we may have, uh, giving a chance to some of the young some of the younger players.
1: The key is, is that like inside the Wales it was the Moldova game, so we had to go into the Moldova game with a full team. That was the, that was the thing. And I the was And now we're getting, cards. Yeah, we're getting
0: yellow cards. It's a great, it's a great point. Uh, we had to, we yeah. had to put out our full side against Moldova,
2: which, and we still only won two know. I don't think, we did <laughs> put out our full <laughs> side <laughs> against well, Moldova. Well,
3: well we was, put out... There was a bit of a test yeah. like Callum yeah. started. Like, you wouldn't expect Callum Yeah, well, to start. No, in, no, in no, fairness, Brady
2: and McLean were missing for yeah,
3: that game. I true. Actually, within no, yeah. context. And McLean managed to get another yellow card in the time. We're, we have to just accept that he's gonna get a yellow on Saturday. Speaking, speaking, I speaking
2: of speaking of yellows, we're all, we're on about how Denmark might rile us up. What about Christian? Ben, yeah. Christian Eriksen's on a yellow card. Kasper Michael's on a yellow card.
3: Yeah, Throw McLean on Kasper Michael. Yeah, uh, yeah, well,
1: yeah. <laughs> Somebody's uh, in, in saying that though they are all on yellows, but the only person who's been booked more than once for them is Andreas Cornelius. Yeah, that is true. They, they are. They are well, very well, will Cornelius they are start? Very
0: I know he has started on the right um, on a couple in a couple of games. He did in the Poland game when they won four 0 um, hmm. But they've been kind of switching to Poulsen recently.
1: So More recently, he did play against Romania. Poulsen did. Um, uh, I think in the, the Montenegro back, yeah. game. game could as he well, you couldn't even
3: see both. They could just they two of them on the pitch means they can switch between.
1: They can switch between and him, him and striker. Yeah, that's um, an interesting point. they, if they yeah if they if, if they if
2: they play Poulsen and Cornelius, well, you can have a
1: front three essentially of Sisto, and yeah. Cornelius. They could switch across the three because like obviously Bettner is yeah. playing. He's a big number nine.
2: Yeah, but Ben Bent like. Bender okay. isn't their first choice striker. He's not their first choice striker, but he's their second choice striker. And if Jorgensen doesn't start, I can see Bender starting. And well, think I don't know. I think
0: Cornelius could, yeah, could reckon, come in ahead Cornelius, of Bender.
3: but um, one thing to note, that, like, if if the Danes are looking to get a few goals, is Bender's international record
2: is very good. It's not, it's not bad. Yeah, I think mean, yeah, he's got 20... You were saying is it, to us before... Is it 20, I mean, 29 goals in 77 games? Something like it's, that? It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a, decent. A, like,
1: it's a goal every... Every two, and two and a half games. Yeah. It's better than our strikers, that's for sure. Yeah,
2: like it's it's except for Clinton Morrison,
0: of course.
1: <laughs> except for our, uh, David. That's family. only if we played a 3 tree, tree one. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Doherty up front bus, that's the way <laughs> forward. <laughs> Alan O'Brien.
2: Yeah. Um I suppose I suppose um, we're, we're kinda coming to the end, so what are everyone's predictions for the for, for the for the two games? So
3: um there's one thing I want to bring up actually before we go to predictions yeah um, we talk a lot about Martin O'Neill but Martin O'Neill going to be staying on for another two years that's what like not confirmed well not confirmed of course not official but it yeah. looks it looks very Allegedly. likely I'd say I'd say they will hold it off to see how yeah this this playoff goes do we really want them like I no nope. I, I actually do want them in charge for the next two years you do uh, I do yeah I, I, I honestly I think don't think we should just turn I think that's like realistically he's he has a great record he's very good away from home which suits us coming into saturday
1: we have won twice as many no we've lost twice as many games at home as we have away wasn't it we've lost three games away and we've lost six games Yeah at home yeah true
3: five Euro. five games away if you want to count neutral venues nah, the euros yeah. the euros i wouldn't yeah. count them so yeah. i think it's i think it's 16 away games or something like that and three losses That's yeah not he's a bad record, so he's, he's, not he's got home.
2: he's got a very good record but i feel it'll be it's keeping O'Neill as a more short term approach with the players yeah. that we have at the moment I feel if we sacrifice a tournament say if we sacrifice the Euro 2020 and or even at that yeah, it, I'd
3: sooner sacrifice this tournament and go full out for Euro 2020
2: yeah but no even even with Euro 2020 Euro 2020 it should be it should be relatively easier to qualify than even 2016 so with the, with the new format so if we if we kind of sacrifice the 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 kind of almost built in mentality that you know oh we have to hit the ball long get someone like Chris Hewton in and um, as manager or and let let him kind of you know slowly develop or even or even like the like the youth teams do you I don't think you see the youth teams hoofing the ball long the under twenty ones or under 17s whatever so if you let bring Noel King back yeah <laughs> for so a permanent role if you if you if you get a manager in right have him s- or like have Houghton have them spend a bit of time with the with the youth players and then get them get him, get him in the Ireland um get into the Ireland team have them build up the mentality even of you know, passing football or whatever and it'll benefit us for decades to come more than more than O'Neills structure at the moment
3: i think but will ireland fans buy into this in terms of the inevitable i think they need to backtrack we're going to do because I I reckon if we do try and do that and try and build something like that it's going to take a long time. I I'd think I think it all no, depends. players no, it not there I already
0: is that the players are there they can play football. Yeah. You get a manager who can who can do it and you do it in between you know when this when the after the World Cup and when when the Euros Euro 2020 is. qualifying starts we have a small window to maybe bring in somebody new and yeah. and, and and employ a new style of football and I'd be willing and saying we can play better football but I at the end of the day I think we should I think it should be Martin O'Neill who tries to make them play that better round of football
1: the thing is though is that we're talking about a new manager and all this kind of stuff but in terms of Irishmen managing at the top level at the moment there's two Chris Hughton hmm. and Brendan Rodgers yeah. and realistically is- I don't see why either of them at this point would want the Ireland job yeah, there's no okay Chris Hewton is in the middle of a fantastic thing he's got going on at Brighton. First Premier League season they're doing absolutely exceptionally at the, the, the moment. Brendan incredible. Rodgers yeah. is transforming the way Celtic play operate. They're the most dominant that they've been in years and year, maybe since O'Neill. albeit yeah.
0: albeit in a weakened uh, yeah
1: in a weakened domestic yeah Martin O'Neill beat better quality opposition. That's true. Yeah. But Ultimately, I think it's all well and good for us to be focusing on we need to bring in a manager who will play a better style of football, this, that, and the other. We're looking at championship managers. We're looking at the likes of... If, if you want to make this a job attractive, you're not going to make a job attractive to the top 20, you know? You no. might get Gary Monk, um, but you're not going to get Eddie Howe. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no,
0: they're, they're, they're wanted by too many good teams themselves.
1: And there's yep. that Irish representation where we had coached you know even look at the top two leagues at the moment hmm. will include the championship here alright yeah. you bring Nick McCarthy back into the fold okay, you know, I would mind that, good- <laughs> <laughs> that would you know I, to be honest with you if you want to play good football if you want a side that can play good football if you want a man who knows the setup, knows the structure and understands and knows if to, uh, understands the players and knows how to build a team that can play good football I would dare say give Stephen Kenny the job
2: yeah, I was about. I was as you were saying really? in your head. I was. Yeah. I was thinking in my head. Stephen Kenny. Stephen Kenny. He's Stephen
1: the most. Ex- he's the most successful manager in recent League of Ireland history. He's brought Dundalk to complete and to heights that, you know, other than like a, a really flash in the pan where Sam McGrowes in two thousand eleven are were completely like not thought of being able to achieve. Because at least Rovers got to the group. Dundalk got to the group. Did respectfully got a couple of points out of it, no, which is outstanding. Were in, they were they in the play to qualify. exceptional football as well. Yeah, They, do, yeah, they, they really, really, really and
2: do. If you if you think about it, it makes sense because who is who's the other like who's the other manager from the League of Ireland recently that's been really successful and it would be Michael O'Neill and he went on to manage Northern Ireland still is managing Northern Ireland and has done an amazing job with them as well O'Neill was Rovers
0: Rovers manager O'Neill was Rovers manager yeah he was he is the example of how it can work um, for sure and I think another man who's managed who who knows the structure and is very familiar with the current Ireland team it would be an unpopular opinion but I mean could you could you disclude Roy
1: Keane from the discussion I think Roy Keane would be the favourite the bookies favourite if Martin O'Neill walked out tomorrow
0: yeah well he would certainly take interim charge I think without without.
1: shadow I I, I think we should if Martin O'Neill walks out tomorrow I'd reckon that we should keep Roy Be King a really unfortunate
2: setup. timing from to walk out. <laughs> you know what I mean. Though? Like yeah, it, yeah, the the day yeah. before the if, yeah. I was, if, <laughs> <playoff>. <laughs> if I was to bring no, in Stephen
1: Kenny tomorrow, I'd look at a setup of Stephen Kenny, Harry Kenny from Bray, because he walks with the the Fei already. That's the hmm. he's that's the job he's taken um, away from Bray's a regional development officer, I think, and um, and and Roy Keane, because like ultimately, look as much as we can say. Chris Sutton plays good football. He builds solid sides. They're physical. Yeah. They're 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 fantastic in the character attack. Got a lot of pace. They play with a lot of flair as well with the wingers that they have. Brendan Rodgers obviously is a brilliant tactical mind. At times he plays <laughs> <and> <laughs> very fluid passing style. Fantastic with the players that he has. Are those players of the same quality of Ireland? As they are at Celtic. Celtic have a very very underrated team at the moment. As much as they yeah. dominate a, a league that has no opposition, they have a fantastic side
2: none of them are going to want the job no. Mick
1: McCarthy yeah. would want it but we're playing even more agricultural football than Martin O'Neill now Mick McCarthy would be more <laughs> crack think. but that's you know, <laughs> could you imagine Mick McCarthy and Roy Keane Mick McCarthy and Roy Keane never <laughs> happened <laughs> never I didn't even consider that goodness um, <laughs> yeah on, honestly I really don't think we should look past Stephen Kenny I think it would be incredibly disrespectful but
3: what's Stephen Kenny want to, he, he's working like he, he's on a long term project Kenny has taken with
1: Dundalk. Dundalk as far as he can he's been manager there for one two three four coming into five years now
0: yeah he's, he's ready for a new challenge yeah yeah
1: and yeah, think you think also. about all the, all the jobs he's done. So Derry, he was Derry manager during the time of O'Neill. That he actually yeah. took the job when O'Neill left at Rovers for a year, and then went yeah, to Dundalk. Yeah, yeah. And what he's done with that, I mean, I mean, he's been around the league for a lot longer than that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's had success with Bowes, obviously, as well. And um, what he's managed to do with that Dundalk side is build a team that's. You look on the face of it, and Dundalk every transfer window they seem to be losing players and trading down losing players and trading down yeah. but the players that they've developed there have gone over to england for a reason because they've been they've been developed well mm. and they can play good football and the fact that they'll side, that side is able to continuously continuously rebuild itself regenerate itself and be just as good as it was before despite all the limitations surrounding it with the bad ground and the limitations on money unless that American takeover goes through which would be insane yeah. and all the other things about it you know it, 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 it's the option in my mind honestly that, that makes the most sense and it'd be a nice um, change of pace as well I mean I know we used to go for a league of our like Johnny Giles Owen Hand um, and yeah. like everyone before say the Giles era when we were muck and never even got anywhere <laughs> Um, you know that they, they they would have all come from the league, and yeah. we changed the approach with Jack Charlton, but the league has come on now to the point that maybe it's time to to change again.
2: Yeah.
3: So I suppose as as, as we're getting towards the end, it's time for predictions.
0: I suppose we'll start with Luke. Um, look, it's a tough game. Denmark would have when they saw the draw, they were delighted because it was us that they wanted probably. Uh, but I have confidence in Ireland's ability, uncanny ability to to get the job done, like we did against Wales, like we did uh, against Bosnia, like we did against Italy uh, in Euro twenty sixteen. So I'm gonna go two one Denmark in the first leg, um, and I do think we'll score because we scored in every away game in the campaign, um, and why should that stop now? Um, so you know on history's race. on our side there. Um, as for the home leg. Look, we have to we have to go with Ireland getting through, don't we? So I'm gonna say one 0 and it's gonna be maybe away goals. Away goals to send us through. Um, take that all day.
1: Do we have to go with Ireland getting through? <laughs> um, look, uh, I have to be optimistic. Um, I think you're playing hopeful there. Um, the, the the away leg is going to be tough. I can see Denmark overrunning us from a physical perspective and I can see Denmark overrunning us from a football perspective as well. I don't mean to sound so pessimistic. We'll keep them out but not for the whole game. I don't believe we'll score. I think it'll be 1-0. I think we'll then go for it in the second leg but I don't think we'll be able to keep them out in the Aviva either. And if they get an away goal in the Aviva it's done if they win the home leg 1-0. I would be hopeful that we would score in the parking but I can't say that for sure. So if I'm thinking about it logically, I'd go one 0 in Copenhagen and one all in Dublin, which would send Denmark through two one.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a couple. There's a couple of factors. I think you're you're kind of forgetting that Ireland have one of the best defenses in the entirety of the of the qualifying of all the teams. Yeah, quite a um, fair point. Fair point. And. I also f- going back to what you're saying about Martin O'Neill being a lucky manager. I think there's nothing more lucky than penalties, and I think it's going to be that close. I think it's going to be one nil, or it could even be one all in both legs. I, I could like Denmark might win one nil. We might win one nil, or it might be one all in both legs. And I can't see extra time separating the teams. So I think it'll it will come down to penalties. And I suppose I have to go for Ireland when penalties.
3: Yeah, I'd I'd agree with a lot of things Ian said in terms of Ireland's defence. I don't I th- I think we'll actually go to Copenhagen and not concede on Saturday. Mm. I reckon we'll take it to the Viva a clear a clean state, and I think we're gonna do a one 0 I did say a one all Ireland go through, even though that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> if it if it could work. <laughs> um yeah, I reckon it's a it's a one nil. It's a one-nil, and Shane Long's gonna score for the first time in about ten years.
1: You are absolutely mental for thinking that. If, if, if it's <laughs> I'm mental for thinking that. You know what would be fantastic, actually, if it's a complete replay of the Germany goal where we just booted it up to him. That would be the exact. Long, same. And this is literally a mirror image. Um, one point that I'll go for, boys, actually, during the game, right? Hmm. There's no reason for either team to change into their away kit unless one of the Denmark players is colourblind So keep an eye out for that. Uh, that's, because that's, that's what we kind of had a We right didn't there. have to change in Austria, yeah. but we did have to change in Wales. So one of the Welsh players is colourblind Was it the fullbacks? Wasn't it? I, I, I don't know who. I'm yeah. Just, yeah. just just as a kit nerd. Yeah, as a complete as a kit, yeah, kit nerd. Yeah, because like, greens and reds are greens quite. Greens and reds are the same. Yeah, the same. Yeah, might yeah. make everyone colorblind. Couldn't tell the difference. We were playing Austria. Yeah. Other than David Alaba, you can see he was in midfield. That was about it. So yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Could be a weakness. They might not be able to distinct between our jerseys and the pitch. And you know,
0: that's gonna be the difference.
1: That's going to be the difference. I'll tell you what will be the difference. Scott Hogan. <laughs> well, I thought no, it was no, going to no, be no, John no, O'Shea. No, no, no. Scott Hogan, no, no, no. Thank <laughs> God it was Harry Archer and then he got booked, so... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Why wasn't it Scott Hogan, but let's not have it be Scott Hogan. Uh. i called up David McMillan. I'd have called up David <laughs>
0: What if we bring him on in the 90th minute and have him drag down Ericsson and get a red
2: card? But what, whatever. Eriksson's <laughs> <do? laughs> <Erickson's laughs> true Erickson. on goal. That's best. That's best case scenario for Alex. Scott Hogan doesn't him. Drag drag Erickson Erickson down, leg. Stamp on his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we recall
1: David McGoldrick and he scores the winner. I was, David I was David
0: saying, is the sorry that I turned this into something of like Grand Theft Auto. You know. <laughs> uh, I I was even saying before we went down air that like I feel a bit bad for saying it, but I wish like
3: Christian Eriksson just got a quick dose of the swine flu. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah, so can't make it on time. I'll
1: need a little hamstring tweak, just taking out for, just like Harry Kane, because you You know don't I want a Jeff decided. Hendrick tree. Yep. Little treat. hamstring tweak, just take, take him out for the treat. week. He can come back against. Real Madrid midweek and, and boss it. We'll know, They're play gonna play Real, Real Madrid, Madrid for yeah. a third time. For a third time, yeah. <laughs> do do that. Do
0: that thing where they like the Dormans. thing that we did to Joe Allen. We'll, we'll make McLean and, and we'll make know, it seem Duffy. like an accident We'll make <laughs> McLean and Duffy do, it, and literally we just like we'll just like split in half. Or something <laughs> that's horrible no, we'll like do. That. It's called the free for, dairy sandwich. It, from <laughs> Alan and
1: Alder Virel did it to. Um, was it Shane Long In the Euros Where they went oh. high low Oh
2: god Yeah it was that as well, yeah.
1: <laughs> It was the It was the sweep From behind and the Yeah it was, it, looked like I
2: think it was I think it was All the viral uh, All the viral went for the head And Vatonga went for the legs like Yeah that.
1: it was um, The old The old total elimination From back <laughs> in ec And if that's the way That <laughs> McLean gets Perry Saturn and John Cronus On Oh sorry for Perry Saturn and John Cronus On Shane Long Oh god
3: and on that note lads I think that's how that we got time for <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I got ECW in that's that, that's, the that's
3: win. a win that is a win <laughs> yeah so I suppose on behalf of all of us here we'd like to wish Martin O'Neill the best of luck and Ireland in and all his future s- endeavours in <laughs> all his future endeavours it's been, it's been a joy to watch but no, um, no, well, I, been, I no I don't I don't, I don't yeah, I really bring nice on the talk.
0: Mick McCarthy Roy <laughs> Oh God, I'm hoping
3: you'll hear for us uh, next Wednesday morning with some hungover heads after maybe a great 4-0 victory Sorry, it's Christy Hattrick and a Steve Finnan goal in the yeah. last minute. <laughs> but, um,
0: Clinton Morrison and saves a penalty in the last minute. Saves oh, right. a penalty. Saves a penalty. In a freak incident where Darren Randolph. We just replace and everybody like catches swine flu off seen. Ericsson
2: Oh no 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 no! Surely, surely, if, uh, surely if Rob Elliott Is in nets And we've made all three subs And he gets sent off John O'Shea goes in nets Big match John it's big,
1: match. Big, big match John Big match John, John. Big Dude, match John Saves
0: a net. penalty Then scores the winner
2: How's that for Goes yeah, he up in the final sa- he minute He
1: saves a penalty then A ball Ball comes in Off the corner From Robbie Brady John O'Shea Looping header From 18 yards What's he doing post.
2: there John O'Shea
1: First person to react Comes in <laughs> <it's> home <laughs> home, home, hits, the ru- hits the upright Isn't cleared by um, Say Andreas Bialand Or um, Simon Kerr One of them yeah. John O'Shea Quickest to react Throws the head in <laughs> Just gets over the line
3: Three times Was it two times Or three times quick Three time Three react? times
1: John O'Shea is the quickest To react Which would, you be, tri- would you be three more times Than the rest of his career It's like think, think of the
3: likelihood Of a miracle Now think of it Three times happening In a row It's not her, uh, That's
1: <laughs> Shame, Seamus Coleman's goal Against um, Georgia at home Was basically that just kept yep. going, lost the ball, kept going, but lost the ball, kept going. <laughs> yep, kept it, Seamus was so. going against you. You know what it was like? It was like playing FIFA on Beginner, where you're, running. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're running into opponents, but they can't tackle you. <laughs>
3: anyway, lads, I, I'd like to thank Luke, Alex, and Eve for coming on. And yeah, we're, we're all looking forward to the game, I suppose. Bit nervous, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we are. My heart's are. not gonna be able that that,
1: for... that, that. that just sums up every feeling. Every yeah, through. yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're looking, looking forward, forward to it. Yeah, we are. We're yeah bringing the defibula- we are. I'm bringing
0: a defibrillator to the pub because of Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Either way,
3: there'll be a few, <laughs> few points <laughs> had, and uh, even yeah. listen to Action Replay Extra Time Podcast. Thanks and goodbye,
1: <laughs> Scott Hogan. No, no, no. Glad Wheeler! He's gotta be strong and it's gotta be fast
2: and it's gotta be fresh on the fight. Lingua, a hero. I'm only not gonna hero till the morning light. Paul Max